0: Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host Orr. Hey Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. We're right back at it, episode 16 of From the Den Podcast, and this time it is not something about the Bears specifically. We've decided to do some more NFL news. We haven't been covering it Lately, since we've just been so consumed with all of that, uh, the bear stuff. But we're going to start off with the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Now, I think they're just the Washington Football Team. There's a lot going on there, a lot to unpack. But we'll just start with the more lighter um, part about changing their name. There are a lot of new options for the Redskins' new name, and we're, we'll go through them. Uh, and Oren, what do you think? Tell me what you think your favorite new name is, or what it'll end up becoming. So I think what it'll end up becoming is the Warriors because Dan Snyder, I think has the rights to the Warriors, which would make it way easier for them to get it. It's a good name. Oh, right. Yeah. Something to add is that um, a, I think a realtor or someone in Washington actually bought the rights to a lot of um, the names that the Washington Redskins would have, which was very smart on his part, although maybe a little annoying because now the the Redskins, if they were to use any of those names, they would have to buy it from this realtor guy. Yeah. So the Warriors would make most sense. What I think would be cool is if they had the skins because it's removing the red part of it. So it's just the skins. It's not as offensive. But I not mean, I problem. don't. I I don't know. I think that's kind of dumb because it still has the same connotation. Like it's not. It's not a name change. It just what is? What would skin even mean? What would they change their new logo to? I don't know. If they change their new logo to. But so, I yeah, mean- there you go. That just seems like so lazy, and that I know that, that would get hella backlash. Just, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the skin. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting because the Redskins are such a historic team, and they obviously they kind of need to change their name for many different reasons. But it's like, why, why not take the offensive part out of it? And I get it's still being a bit lazy, but I know, okay, I know that you. We're discussing this another time. You're someone that you take a lot of pride in uh, the history of the NFL. And I mean, okay, I'll let you speak your piece. I don't want to speak for you. So you can talk about that. Yeah. I was going to say is I think that what that does is it balance out. It's not as offensive. It's not offensive. because It's not directed at it. And the only reason they would keep it as that name is because of their history is because it's kind of just adding on to what their team was before. It's the least amount of change in in a, in a non-offensive way. But I, I don't know, I just that does not make any sense to me. The skins? What is the skin zine or if someone weren't didn't was not familiar with the NFL and they saw the skins, what well, what would they think? Yeah, That's but what the name? We, That's well, just clearly we, an abbreviation for what was the Redskins and a lazy attempt to make up for or to cover up the name that they're keeping. So yeah, but what we, what if would they hear the Packers. What? The Packers. Yeah, that's, okay, fine. But that's, Packers is like cheese Packers, but Skins is literally nothing. The name Skins would just be an abbreviation for the previously offensive name. So that doesn't make sense to me. I think that it en- encompasses history and takes out the the negative part. I, like you can, I understand that there's a history to it, but I don't think that there's a way to uh, keep referencing history without taking out the name. And I think that if the name is offensive to Native Americans, then they should definitely, although... Uh, Maintaining the NFL's history is certainly important, and the traditions that go on in the NFL is are a great thing. Offending a group of people is uh, like making sure that all groups of people are happy to watch the NFL and don't feel offended by some offensive term every, like every time they're watching a game. That's the number one priority here, and by keeping in the skins, that just I don't know. To me, it just doesn't make sense because the skins is not a team name. The skins would just be an abbreviation for. Redskins. well I mean, they're trying to. I think they they should try to change it as little as possible. I, obviously, you have to change it to make it not offensive anymore, because obviously, I, I think they're, that they're they're getting a complete name change. They're not abbreviating it, so it's not as little as possible. Well, I mean, I think that that's what they should try to do, because it's know. it's offensive. Because, right? because you're someone who who is in fa- favor of history, but well, I think that I'm, not, I'm that I'm not necessarily in favor of history. I mean, I'm saying not in favor. I'm just I. I said that wrong. I just mean, like, you're someone who's very much, um, I I don't know what the word is, just you very much like history and you like the NFL's history. And I understand that. Um, but just my, I mean, I've said my perspective before, just that, um, the name is going to get changed anyway. The name will get changed and for good reason. Yeah. So I don't think that you could expect it to just be skins and nothing else. Um, what do I think? Oh, thanks for asking. No, I'm kidding. Um, what do I you think? Something, ah, oh, there we go. Um, I think a cool name, I don't think that this will actually end up being what happens, uh, is the Washington Red Tails because, first of all, it sounds pretty cool. I don't know, the Red Tails. And like people are expecting, I mean, all of, a lot of the concepts I've seen have been keeping the red in it, which makes sense because they could, you could keep a similar jersey and all that. Um, but the Red Tails were actually one of the first all African American uh, aviator squadrons in World War II, in the World War II era, which I think was a good. It would be a good homage to other cultures, which is good to like uh, go from something that was offensive to an actually like respectful and uh, honoring, like an actual honorary homage. But well, I think that that would be cool. I don't anticipate that to happen just because um dan snyder doesn't strike me as a person that would do that and it would be a lot of complications i could see the washington warriors just for the reason that you were saying he owns the washington warriors or maybe something relating to uh government although it might be kind of boring you know like the senators or something like that just because they are set in dc interesting i think that the warriors if i had to bet on any team name it would be the warriors it just makes the most sense but But it's also there already is a warrior so i I would much rather see a, a unique name. Exactly. It's something that fits D.C. Mm-hmm. Something that Or something just... that fits something. Like, Warrior. I don't know. I mean, it's like it should have a backstory, and there probably is something to do with the Warriors. You can put something together. but yeah, it's, like, it's a capital of the U.S., Washington, D.C. Yeah, there's so much more that you could do with that name. It's not some random town. There's so much more that you could do. But although, like what I was saying, most of the – well, there is a lot of history in D.C., I feel like most of it, like, it's not going to be the Washington Capitol buildings. Like, yeah, a lot yeah, of the history uh, is, it w- doesn't really fit as a team name, you know? Yeah. So now the second part of this whole crazy thing going on in Washington right now, the whole scandal, there's actually a uh, sexual abuse charges against Dan Snyder and also Jay Gruden, I believe. Well, wasn't it? You can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but from what I've seen, it was that 15 women came out and uh, accused Jay Gruden of um, sexual uh, abuse. And there was... Oh, I think they they didn't... Accuse, that- I don't think they directly accused them. They accused executives in the Redskins organization mm-hmm. of sexually and verbally abusing them, which is not very good. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's not very good. Um, we don't know the... Weight or the, Extend. we don't know if these allegations are totally true yet. But assuming that they are, uh, there's a lot to go f- from there. Because first of all, do you think like this is kind of unprecedented ter- territory in the NFL? I guess thankfully there are there have been some scandals, but at least those are relating to football. You know, yeah. it's not it's cheating at the game. It's not doing things that are criminal like criminal in the real in real life so this is unprecedented territory do you think that this is a uh, an isolated incident but I mean I really hope it is this whole sex scandal but in my eyes I feel like this opens up a whole new investigation that the NFL should be doing if if, if it happened by one team I feel like it's pretty likely that other incidents like this have happened and a woman or men who have Uh, felt like this are just waiting to come out and say their piece. So I could be wrong, but the NFL has a very, they want to shield their name. They want to make themselves look very good. Mm -hmm. And there could be other teams right now that have done terrible, terrible things, obviously. But they try to cover it up. But the NFL, if they know about it, they're going to try to cover it up. And the second someone else figures out about it or a reporter or anything like that and writes it, the NFL is going to act dumb. Oh no, now we're going to go have people investigate it. Mm-hmm. The NFL probably knew about this and said, Hey, if you do anything terrible like this again, we're going to fire you. Right. We, that, and that's a sad reality that that they don't want to like take. We don't it. know if the NFL has been knowing all this information. And now they're only going to, of course, now the NFL is going to come out with all their statements, say they're launching an investigation, which I think is one of the most BS terms in all of like marketing and all of the business world. Because what does that mean, launching an investigation? But anyway, yeah, we we shouldn't take out the possibility that the NFL knew about this, which is terrible. And that, um, they were hiding this, not hiding this information, but they were not going to make it public until another reporter found out about it. And then the NFL acts like they had no idea, which is a terrible reality or at least something to consider. Um, yeah, I I definitely agree with what you're saying. I hadn't thought about that yet though. And I'm just reading out rumors there have been rumors yeah. that dan snyder paid off refs mm-hmm. they did all this which also i think it's it's obviously not good they did it but it's really funny how bad the redskins would have been if yeah he's just, how, <laughs> that's how, true like man it's like that paying off the refs really really did some wonders for you dan snyder got you. were you paying them off to get a higher draft pick yeah, know, like if they're losing their own games, that would be worse. I, don't, I, don't, I don't, don't know. I don't think they ever had teams that were so bad that we were like, "Wow, they shouldn't have went. They should have went 0 and 16 rather than like six and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's um, kind of funny that he paid but them off. feels also, also so terrible. How? Back to the more serious thing. Like, how will or how should will versus should the NFL handle these allegations if they are in fact proven true? What should the punishment be? Because, like I said, this is basically unprecedented territory. So it's hard to make a, base it on something else that's already happened. Like, would it result in Dan Snyder being fired, just a large fine? Like, what do you anticipate will happen? And what do you think well, should happen? Well, no, no matter what, I think the Redskins organization at best will get fined. Well, of course. Of course, they're not getting okay. let off the hook. Of course, but mm-hmm. because the NFL wants to say, oh, we don't allow any of this. I Right, once, once the information is out, then the NFL is going to be on top of it and try to – because it's I, all I, about yes. saving their image, like we were saying. I mean, hopefully I can – hopefully the NFL didn't know. But, again, it's – the NFL wants to save their image, so they're not going to come out with this information if no one else knows it. But once people do, they want to go – seem like they're going down hard, laying down the law – and that it'll never happen again, just to save face. I mean, I, I might be going a, a little hard on the NFL right now, but yeah, because we have no evidence to prove this, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised because it makes sense, and it's a I sad mean, it's, a lot, it's a sad you know, the reality. Fact that this is coming out just leaves a lot, like opens uh, many new doors, and uh, you know, it makes NFL fans like us suspicious of what was going on this whole time, and I'm fearful of what will learn i mean hopefully like i said hopefully this is just an isolated incident yeah i really don't know i think it's incredibly interesting that i could see them getting fined for a lot of money which is probably the best thing for the redskins i could see dan snyder getting fired because in reality right now the the redskins, N- the redskins would fire him hopefully not 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 the redskins like the NFL, like the NFL, has that ever happened before has the nfl ever forcibly removed an owner I'm not sure. I don't even know if that's possible or not, but I'm saying after the NFL is like, they have the power to do that kind of stuff. With all of this, with everyone being uneasy about everything right now, Corona Mm -hmm. and all of that, I think right now, this episode, by the way. Yeah. And I think right now the NFL is worried about their image more than anything, because they know right now people are sitting at home doing nothing. If they hear one thing, it's going to explode. Mm hmm. Like, right. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, like, there's already so it's, much it's, stuff going on in the world right now. Exactly. And I think that the NFL might say, we don't, want, we, we don't want to associate ourselves with someone who did such a terrible crime. We are going to make you leave the NFL. You're not able to do anything. With yeah. Him. And you, you have to sell the Washington Redskins organization. But what, okay, so now what, do, I don't know which one you're answering. Well, I guess, what do you think should happen? How do you think the NFL should handle this? if those allegations are true. If those allegations are true, it depends on the extent. Did Dan Snyder know about it? Was Dan Snyder involved? Dan Snyder was involved. Involved? Then probably fired. Fired him and with a large fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is I don't know if this is too much. I don't know how it would work, but it would say you aren't allowed to sell the team. You don't get any profit. All the money that gets back gets donated. All $1.8 billion. I don't know how much... To the extent that the nfl can do that but yes like as much as i if i understand i'm just saying like as much as they can take away from dan snyder they would yes because they don't want to first of all they want their image to be mm-hmm. perfect and they just need everything to work out for them especially in a time like this with everyone so easy uneasy yeah um i would agree with that i'm not sure what the nfl will do because nothing, I can't base this answer off of anything that's already happened ever before. Yeah, it's so it's such a unique situation. There are also rumors he paid off refs. He did all these other terrible things. He would hold parties with like he. There are all these other terrible things that's it's, like it's, he supposedly did. And I mean, it depends on how much of this is reality. Like if he, if he, for example, paid off refs, but the fifteen women was weren't true then yeah for each story so so we don't know but there are multiple different stories and in reality if all these stories came out it's pretty likely that one of them might be true yeah I i guess i could just leave it at that that i don't know what the nfl will do because it it also depends on how much of it is true and should i think that they should if Dan Snyder, like you were saying, if Dan Snyder, they have definitive evidence that he was involved in this, they should do as much as they can to kick him out or make sure he doesn't get paid or, or have like and find them a large amount because this is just, I mean, it's more than unacceptable. It's tarnished. It's I don't know. I, I'm I'm lacking the words right now to describe it because it's yeah. And obviously, they want to keep Dan Snyder because. Why? Why would you want to take him off? But if something like this is happening, what's the? There's really the reward I mean, of him on is is in this. I don't know. Who's they? The NFL. Yeah, but also Dan Snyder is one of the most controversial. Like even before this came out, he was he's been under fire forever. For there have been a lot of scandals with the Redskins. Actually, there was one with um, I'm not sure the details exactly, but I know it was like with players being injured, um. And like the Redskins weren't giving a specific player like the health or the like was Trent Williams. service that he needed. Yeah. So there have been a lot of scandals with them. So basically, this isn't the first time. This is not nearly the first time that Dan Snyder has come under fire. And he's been under fire for the Redskins things for, I mean, him or just the Redskins organization. This has been a topic for 30 years. It's not just coming. It's not just going to happen now so yeah Yeah. um moving on we're gonna discuss Dak and the quarterback issues but I've I'm gonna make an executive decision and we're gonna talk about COVID now so that we can get to football and the more fun stuff at the end and we're just smooth sailing and we'll just get done with all the hard and heavy stuff at the start so awesome if you want to hear talk about like actual football and more fun stuff stick around don't leave us we promise it'll come but for now let's talk about another sad reality that the COVID pandemic is still rampant. It's still here. Uh, and as the NFL season approaches, it makes NFL fans and players and coaches alike all very nervous and uneasy as to what will happen with the NFL. So right now um, I would assume that they would be having games, but with no fans and having uh, many precautions. The NFL have already said that they won't have any post-game interactions which is kind of funny because like you know you're after three hours of tackling each other you know you can't swap a jersey but also NFL for that because i would say their mentality is prevent all that you can they can't really prevent the game from happening but that the post-game interactions aren't aren't a necessity so they prevent that so i understand and if it's Uh, Preventing one person from getting infected, then that's worth it in my eyes. But anyway, anyway, I got a little off topic there. But basically, as the COVID pandemic continues to happen, do you expect the NFL to make any changes before the start of the NFL season? Basically, basically, what will the NFL look like this year, aside from what I just said? So... I know this is going a bit off topic, but I usually only really watch the NFL and NBA, but I've heard that the MLB and NHL are also playing and the NHL is doing a sort of bubble mm-hmm. and the MLB is not doing a bubble. And right. the NFL's plan is to do kind of what the MLB is doing. And I think that what the MLB is doing and how it's successful will really... Yeah, that's, a good, that's actually a very good point that I wasn't thinking about. Like they can definitely... So my... MLB is the NFL's guinea pig, basically. Exactly. And I think that the NFL, if they were smart, they would have a bubble in place right now, Already one. There was talks of I don't oh yeah like uh, Dallas or somewhere in Texas because there are a lot of college stadiums there just for a potential bubble. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that there are some executives in uh, working on a plan B and C and D and so on because of how um, unpredictable how unpredictable this has been. But yeah. I I, at least I very much hope that. But if there's no bubble, can players just like go back to their families, do whatever they want? If there's, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting question because I I don't know yet. What what restrictions can you put on them? Because what happens if you go right, you go with your family, and then you get tested for COVID? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And you're you're already with your teammates. You've already spread it to your teammates, and then I'm I'm sure the NFL will, will put in more preventive measures as the. Off season goes on, but that's that is definitely concerns that the NFL and players have, and it'll be interesting to see how the NFL addresses it. I mean, I can't right now. I don't think I can. not I don't know if you can like really speak on what will happen. So, just to pose a question to you: mm-hmm. Do you think there'll be fans at any stadium this year? Do you think that it's even possible? I, w- I was hearing about the Patriots. Um, I heard a thing that the Patriots were looking into having some fans in stadiums um, with with uh, separation, like 10 seats yeah. of separation in between. To be honest, I think I'm just going to be on the safe side. And I think the NFL is definitely going to be on the safe side, especially since um, fan attendance, I think has been going down recently anyway. And with the new, inventions like how basically how good tv is nowadays like that of course it it doesn't beat uh like going to an actual game for the most part but i think that fans will generally still be satisfied with just sitting at uh their home and watching it that i don't really anticipate like there are so many other things that have to go well before they're able to let in fans in any capacity and if the NFL is already coming out and saying we're not going to allow post-game interactions, it seems like uh, it's far. We're far from allowing fans that come in from yeah. here. Now we're very. It's it's a long way away, and so much can change within you know f- six months. So much can change, really. So I, the world could be is going to be a completely different place. So maybe by then, hopefully by then, there will be a vaccine. There will know, all the rates will go down, but I the, everything is so unpredictable right now that it's hard yeah. to speak on it and it's hard to have hope, you know? I see I see a very small chance of there being fans in any capacity. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's any way that you will be able to bring um because even if it's like ten feet away, that's still a th- Two to five thousand people coming in the stadium. How do you make sure none of them, while walking, are near each other? How do you, how do you enforce yeah, them standing? Yeah, in the so much in the has room. to go through. So so much has to work, and I get the NFL, and it's and the teams are trying as hard as possible and think of as many possibilities mm-hmm. of how to have fans. As right possible. now, the number one possibility. They, they, the they, best they one need is the money. Don't have yeah. it. Yeah, they need the money. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. They do need the money. They need the money. They're going to try everything, but I just really can't see how the NFL is going to be, not only be liable for this, but I, I just, I think it's irresponsible to. to... Oh, microphone drop. Oh no. All right. Sorry about that. Anyway. Um. I lost my train of thought there. Oh, yeah. So right now, the NFL is weighing between the money. Um, you know, of course, they need money. They need money to keep going. And allowing fans will provide them with additional money. But also, the health of people. And although the NFL will never come out and say it, it's, an, it's, again, with their reputation, no one wants to be the one who opens up and then all their players are, are and causes basically a resurgence of COVID yeah you know, reputation it well the reason that the nfl will say is because you know they're putting fan uh safety at number one another reason why they wouldn't want to reopen is like if a fan gets covid not only are they like concerned because of the actual fans health but really because of the nfl their reputation will be a lot worse so it's also their reputation is on the line by bringing fans back in yeah And I think that, like I said, we were talking about reputation earlier and like their name and their brand earlier with the Redskins. And obviously they're trying to make as much money as possible in any way. And it's just, it's interesting to me because not only I think that their TV rights are going to be so much higher now than ever, people are sitting at home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think the money could be made up that way. And especially if they get some great advertising, you know, maybe they could, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not super educated into this, but maybe they could get some better advertising and, you know, make an extra buck off that. Yeah. And I think that they need to find any way to make more money, but also they need to think that will opening up stadiums be worth it. Each team is making a million extra dollars, which is still a good amount of money, but at what expense people are going to be, there's going to be a controversy all over. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's what I was saying, that they're weighing between the two options, the reputation and the the money. And, yeah. And well, how much, basically, how much will the NFL be willing to, give up or sacrifice or risk just for, I mean, it's not just for, because it'll be a significantly larger amount of money, but for for money, you know, that'll be interesting. And I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm really, really intrigued to see what rules the NFL is going to have, because honestly, I don't, I don't understand how the MLB thing would work. If they're, if they're not doing a bubble, then are they like, are they saying the players stay in a hotel because if they can't enforce how the players... Yeah, again, there are a lot of details to be worked out. If they, if they can't say, if the players can say, oh, I'm going to go here, and they like have no restriction on where they can go, obviously that's not ideal because the players wouldn't necessarily love that. But if they are if they can say, oh, I'm going to my friend's house, oh, I'm going to go to a party right now, the NFL's done the second it starts. Mm-hmm. And they, there's no way in reality that the NFL can actually work like yeah, that. Yeah, and also there's no way that you can ensure that I mean, the NBA has way less players than the NFL, and I'm sorry, but there's got to be some guys who are breaking the bubble at some point. I mean, there's a whole snitch hotline. So even if the NFL sets in guidelines, they've got way more players. Some of them are still going to break those guidelines. And that, you know, there's just so much. You keep going over and over (laughs) the, you know, the problems, but just basically there is a lot to be worked out with this NFL season. I have faith that it, that they will be able to have games but there's so much that they have to work out for fan capacity so I'm not sure about that yet yeah I'm just really interested in multiple things but Mm -hmm. um what's really interesting is that today I think Troy Vincent sent out a memo to all the 32 teams and he said that training camp is set to start a schedule which is really interesting because it's it, I feel like there would be someone. I think I feel like the NFL is not having that many precautions. And I'm really expecting that. Like there were like I think 72. I could be wrong. Maybe less. Maybe more. 72 players who got tested for COVID. And what's interesting to me got is tested that tested or tested positive. Tested positive. Positive. Mm-hmm. I, I thought mean, you just meant like only they, 72 of them had been tested. I was like, oh my god. Okay. No, yeah. Like it sounds like a lot, but it's really not that many. I mean, it's 72 out of what? How many? 300. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 2,000. So uh, I won't do the math, but yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, what- it still is a lot. If it's, like, 5%, that's kind of a large... I mean, it's if they're 5% of the players and they're all tackling each other, how long do you think it'll take until all of them have it? Exactly. And I think that this, like... For example, the NBA, the second Rudy Gobert got it, they shut down. And I'm worried that if the NFL has something like that, the second that an NBA uh, NFL player gets corona... And what happens if an NFL player tests positive for corona, and they only get the results after the game? Right? Yeah. It ends up being I mean, it's yeah because they're these guys are literally on top of each other. I mean, if I I can't see a way if I've got corona and I get tackled throughout the game, there's no. I mean, I gotta be spreading it to the guys, my teammates. If just sitting on a bench, hopefully they can have something there, but. In the huddle, like just everything about this is anti-social distancing and just a great way for corona to spread. So, I know. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's bad, but I think that if the NFL really has a good plan and, and, and they really think it'll happen, then I do think it's very likely that it'll happen. And the MLB will be, be very interesting, also the NBA and the NHL, because if the MLB flaps and the NBA and NHL are doing really well, the NFL could say, hey, we're doing a bubble for each team each team gets a hotel because I think that, there are, that- there, are, there, are, there are many options and I think I'm gonna, cause we've, we've been going over this for a while now, you know, but I basically, sorry to interrupt you there, but basically there are a lot of options that the NFL has to consider. There's a lot that they still have to do with fans or without fans. It'll be a crazy six months for the NFL, I think. Right. Yeah. I think it's just interesting to see what they expect to do what will happen. And I'm intrigued. Yeah. So moving on now, we're going to talk about Dak Prescott. And a few days ago, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott could not agree on a long-term contract. And the contract Dak Prescott went around 35, 37. The Cowboys weren't willing to give him to that that much. And now he's getting around $31 million a year for this season. And I'm going to put this into as an idea. The two quarterbacks who have previously played on, played on franchise tags have been Kirk Cousins, who left the next year for Minnesota, and Drew Brees, who left from San Diego to the Saints. Oh, so, wow. That was a long time ago with Drew Brees. Yeah. So it doesn't look incredibly promising for the Cowboys if they want to get a long-term for Dak Prescott. So that presents the question, how good does a quarterback need to be for them to be paid top-tier level money? I think personally, well, okay. It also asks the question, do, like, first, let me just ask, do you think Dak is, however good you think that quarterback needs to be, and you can say this quickly in a yes or no or something like that, however good you think a quarterback needs to be, is Dak that good? Is Dak worth the money that he's asking for? Yes or no? Um. No, I don't believe he's that good. Yes or no? No. I agree. I would say no. Because I think, here's my philosophy, and I think that Orange shares the same philosophy. Mm-hmm. The easiest or the best way to build a successful team, if you don't have a, an elite quarterback, is to have is to spend the majority of your money on positions other than quarterback, and then uh, your team will be at its best when you your quarterback is on a rookie contract. Yes, yeah. so that you don't have a lot like you're not spending a lot of money on your quarterback and then you can uh, use the money that you have from giving the quarterback little money to build the rest of your team. For example, the Rams did that with Jared Goff. Um, I'm not thinking of other examples, right? Was Blake Bortles on a rookie contract? I don't know. So, but there are other things, but um, yeah, sorry, you can go. So I think it's incredibly interesting, and I just want to bring in my philosophy to winning. To as if I were general manager, is either you build your team with young players around a veteran quarterback, right, or with a young quarterback around blooming players or veteran other players. And this is a really interesting statistic. I thought that this was incredibly interesting. This is the 2018 postseason, and it's the amount of money spent on quarterbacks. Drew Brees was the seventh pay- highest paid quarterback. Andrew Luck was eight. Russell Wilson was 11. Philip Rivers was 14. Then it goes 21, 25, 26, 31, 37, 39, 69. Right. 44. So that shows the teams who have the highest success don't necessarily pay their quarterbacks the most. Exactly. And, and the- alternatively, the teams that pay their quarterback less and manage to have a good supporting cast, you will be set up for success. Now, like- It's it's so interesting, sorry to interrupt you, it's so interesting that you you look at quarterback position, you say that's the most important position in football. It is. I don't think that there are a lot of people debating that. No, no way. You would say if the quarterback is so good, he should should be paid top five quarterback money, right? Yeah, the problem is, I'm gonna interrupt you again just for fun. Only if you're Mahomes, only if you're Lamar Jackson, but not even yet Lamar Jackson, just if Lamar Jackson keeps doing what he's doing, only if you are truly elite, do I think it's worth it to pay a quarterback that amount of money. If you're Mahomes, great. We already covered Mahomes in in an initial reaction video. I say he's worth the money 100%. If you're winning MVP and then Super Bowl MVP in your first two seasons, give him all the money he needs yeah because you can base a team with uh more limited money around Mahomes and still have a great team but if your quarterback is not that elite then it's much better to focus on the supporting cast than um the quarterback itself. And an example of like messing up and overpaying your quarterback is Matthew Stafford and the lions. I think Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. He's top 15, top 10 in the NFL, but he's not elite. He's not top five. And this is the problem that the lions made. Now they paid Matthew Stafford's on a huge contract and they don't have a much enough money to give him a supporting cast. And he can't, he's not elite enough. He's not Patrick Mahomes enough to be able to do it on his own. So now they're kind of in a rut where Matthew Stafford is taking away all of the money that they would spend on other players, and he's not good enough to do it on his own. So what's my rant now? So I'm going to give you an even better example: the Rams. The Rams were the one of the most promising young teams. Mm-hmm. They made it to the playoffs, and then they made it to the Super Bowl, and then suddenly, what happened? That off season, they oh, also, it's to- also a Super Bowl slump. I'll, I'll, I, I'll tell you this: I think you could have good evidence, but like the Falcons, they were promising but then they – Super Bowl slumps are also a thing, even though they're – Yeah, I think, I think it's so interesting how Super Bowl slumps work, but we'll get into that another time. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. The Rams I'll let it. you I'll let you use the Rams as uh, an argument right now. Yes. The Rams paid Jared Goff a lot of money. What can they do now to fix their team? Because they don't have any running backs because Todd Gurley got hurt, right? They don't have a real tight end. Their offensive line all got old. Their defense has pretty big holes. They couldn't draft anyone because they traded – first or two first round picks, I don't remember, for Jalen Ramsey, what can they really do? They're in a position right now where they can't improve because they spent that much money on Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. And that's the mistake they made. Jared Goff isn't elite enough for him to be making 34, 33, 32, whatever he's making above $30 million a year. He's not good enough. And you can't be paying a player that much money to produce at a Jared Goff level, at a Kirk Cousins level, at a... Matthews. Yeah, these quarterbacks don't like get me wrong these quarterbacks aren't bad no like, you just need to be amazing to be deserving of that much money and is dak amazing dak prescott has ezekiel elliott one of the best running backs amari cooper one of the best receivers one of the best offensive lines demarcus lawrence jalen smith yeah, a defense that always makes its way into the top 10 always makes the top 15 it. so so how do you explain them not making the playoffs Right. I mean, You could also say the coach, people got mad at Jason Garrett, but I guess this year will be telling. I'm not, I'm not blaming it on Prescott. And I'm not saying that Prescott's a bad quarterback. Yeah, this year will be telling, I guess, because they've got McCarthy and um, new wide receiver. They're supposed to be stacked, but if Dak, if they don't end up, if they end up underwhelming again, I think that it'll be pretty clear to and pretty fair to point the finger at Dak since they've had such a change and they had such a great draft. All. All I want to add on is that there are very few teams as, tal- as talented as the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And when it's a team awesome. does – your roster level, top very, three, maybe best yeah. roster. Yeah. And it, there are very few teams that have that skill level. And as we saw this year, when a team does bad, it gets blamed on two players, the quarterback and the coach. Coach, right. We discussed that a lot in our stuff about the Bears. Exactly. And I think that while, while Jason Garrett wasn't good – Dak Prescott wasn't elite enough to bring this amazing team to even the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But th- that's what I'm saying. I'm not ready to blame Dak for that yet. It'll be very telling to see if Jack chokes again, or if they underwhelm, then I'm ready to point the finger at Dak. But you know, if they do great, then I'm going to say, okay, that was Jason Garrett's fault because Jason Garrett is getting a lot of the blame. Like it's the situation where this, I have this thought in my mind a lot. Um, when a coach is getting criticized a lot, like, do you think? I mean, I think it's pretty clear with the Cowboys because they have such a good roster. Like, was the coach holding them back or actually making them overperform? You understand? Because yes. with the case of Jason Garrett, since they have such a great roster, it he makes it seem like he was definitely holding them back, right? But there are other instances where it might be more um, hard to tell. But all, all I'm going to say is that the Cowboys have won before with Jason Garrett. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's a good coach. I'm mm-hmm. saying he did hold them back. With a roster that talented, it's like the Browns. The Browns had a pretty talented roster. Young, yeah. talented, skilled roster. Yeah, exactly. Baker but Mayfield held them exactly back. back. Oh, Dak you think Mayfield? Back. Oh. But yeah, it's, See, I don't Baker, know. Hmm? I said, yeah, Baker Mayfield held them back. Dak, Dak Prescott held no, them back. Okay, you know, whatever. I won't get into the Browns because that's sidetracked. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that you, you can't pay quarterbacks elite money if they're not able to elevate you and make Definitely. you – you, if you have a great team, then you should perform record-wise great. Mm-hmm. And if you have a subpar team with a good quarterback, you should be above average. And I'll tell you why. Like another example, an example of paying a quarterback elite money that deserves it, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson manages to take every year. The Seahawks people say the Seahawks aren't going to do well, and every year they manage to sneak into the playoffs and maybe go on a run because Russell Wilson can take a pretty bad roster. I think Russell Wilson is one of those players who makes his wide receivers have big names. I mean, right? DK Metcalf is one of the best wide receivers he's ever had on his team, but I think that most of the great wide receivers that he's had, like Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, uh, they were created by. Uh, Wilson in for like a lot of it. They have some talent, but Tyler Lockett just a speedster. Doug Baldwin is a guy who could just get open and had good chemistry. Yeah. What I'm saying is. Russell Wilson it made sense to pay Russell Wilson such a high amount because although they'd have less money to spend Russell Wilson is able to work with what he has exactly that's a good quarterback but we just I haven't seen that of Dak and and I'm gonna leave this for the audience for the audience to ask themselves oh yeah and by the way sorry I keep interrupting you but let us know what you think if you're watching this on YouTube or even an Apple podcast you can comment please let us know what you think we'll make sure to respond we've tried to we we Reply to everything and quickly. We'd love to know your insight yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, gonna, I think that this is a really interesting question. It goes for all, all the NFL. And I think that I'm just going to leave you guys with this question. Is he going to make your team elite? Yeah. Or yeah, is that going to make, don't answer it, but is you, that going to make your team elite? Or is he going to keep the team at the level that they were? And that's, what, that's, what, that's what the question that you should ask yourself when you're going to pay a quarterback this much, because that Prescott is a good quarterback and he helps the team, but he, will he be able to make a team elite? Mm-hmm. And, if a so, and if he's able to make this team elite, then you can go for it. But I don't know if he is. And that's the question that should be asked. Got it. Finally, moving on to the probably most fun topic to talk about. It's Madden baby. Madden ratings are coming out at this moment. And we'll be talking about just the higher ratings right now. Maybe we'll talk about the Bears' ratings in another time. Khalil Mack was the only guy rated over a 90, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, Just a little lighthearted, the EA Madden ratings. First of all, uh, the 99s came out. Right now, the players in the 99 club are Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Stephon Gilmore, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas, correct? That's it? Yep. That is it. Do you think any of those players are not deserving of the 99 overall? Just first say yes or no. No. So all of them are deserving of the 99. I I (laughs) do believe so. Got it. Now, it's hard to rank these players, I will say. So maybe we could just move on from this question. Is there anything interesting you want to say about the 99s? Any, like, oh, "Oh, this player is clearly worse, although he's deserving of a 99 or. Blah, blah, blah. Since they're all kind of different position, I think it's kind of hard to say that, though. I think, I think that, obviously, you can't say Mahomes is not 99. He's probably the best player in football right now. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald and Stephon Gilmore. Aaron Donald has proved Aaron himself Donald over. has been a defensive player of the year candidate the past five years. Yeah, he's, he's proved himself over and over. Stephon Gilmore. Was Gilmore had one of the best seasons for a cornerback ever. Yeah. Michael Thomas had, I think, the most receptions in a season ever. He was just yep, dominant. He was the most. And Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I, maybe he's the worst because he <clears throat> he was great. But, like, when looking back, I think all of those four guys will be more historically remembered, just, like, their seasons. Like, Donald, Thomas, Mahomes, and Gilmore had more memorable 2019 seasons than McCaffrey. McCaffrey was great. He was incredible with the receiving and rushing. I'm not trying to take away from him at all, but I'm just talking about being memorable-wise. But really, there's not much to debate here because I think all of, these are def- all of these guys are definitely deserving of the 99. So I want to propose a question. Who do you, like, if you to look at the, all the Madden ratings, who do you think was the most overrated player? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you say your guy first because I know that you wanted to say it. I have one guy in mind right now. I can be looking through it, but just go. go, I'm feeling this guy is probably obvious. Rob Gronkowski is that your guy? That was not. I didn't even see him. Where is he? Because I was just looking at the first. He's guy. in 95 overall. Oh my god! That is that is that is an overrating. That yes. So what I just find really interesting is that he is rated as I think currently the third best tight end. He hasn't. he, has, he didn't play last year. He's old, right? Yeah. And he's yeah, he rated, should be like an 85. I'm sorry. He, he, he's rated five overalls better than Zach Ertz. But yet, Zach Ertz, when he played in 2018 versus Rob Gronkowski, Zach Ertz was five times better. Zach yeah, Ertz. they just have a thing with what's Zach Zach Ertz had 72 recept, receiving yards a game, while Rob Gronkowski had 52. And I could be wrong, but I think that Zach Ertz played nearly the whole season, while Gronk played maybe half the season. Gronk is an injury prone player who hasn't played in a whole year. He's being rated as the third best tight end by a large amount compared to Zach Ertz, who Zach Ertz is an elite tight end. It's mm-hmm. proven himself over and over. And I really don't understand what is so good to, what is so good in an old injury prone. Yeah, I player. just feel like he has a thing for Gronk. Like he was on the wasn't he on the cover, or he was just he was at least Gronk doing the spike was on like some one of the loading screens at least, right? Yeah. Oh, so this I microphone's mean, so. alone. Yep. I okay. mean. So, yeah, I actually, yours is probably better than mine. I was kind of trying to scroll through and see if I found any other um, overrated, but I would say, oh, I actually works because overrated, you know. Um, but I'm going to say Khalil Mack. No, I'm just kidding. Not Khalil Mack. <laughs> I actually, the player I had in mind was another tight end. It is George Kittle. I don't know why. I love George Kittle. Like I actually love George Kittle, but I don't. I don't know if he's deserving of a ninety-eight. I just don't. His. I don't, I don't know. He's like a ninety-seven. It, this might be nitpicking. Like I, he seems like a ninety-five to me. I can't point out exactly why. I guess it makes sense. He's a ninety-eight, but ninety-eight seems like I don't know. I also just don't like players who are ninety-eights. It seems like a bad number. Like ninety nine makes sense, and like ninety seven. Like I see D Hop as such a ninety five, also in my eyes, just because that's what I think of him as. But like maybe he should be a ninety eight. I don't know. I'm getting off topic, but George Kittle is a great tight end. I just I don't know if I see it for a ninety eight. I don't know if he was that that dominant. But I will admit Gronk is a, a better selection than mine. Yeah, I think that I, I just don't fully understand Gronk. Here's a player that I think was underrated. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. um Chris Godwin was an 88, which really surprised me because I think that's was, fair. I think that's fair. I mean, it's definitely a giant step up from last year. Right? Yeah. yeah. But he's the he's the 15th ranked wide receiver right now behind AJ Green who didn't even play last year. Right. Super yeah. Up, they love um, the I guess. Adam Thielen. I think it's it's just kind of weird because statistically he might've been the best receiver last year. And I get, I get, you can say it was only one year. He hasn't fully proven himself. Like that's a fair argument to be made, but I would say you at least have to put him up there with players like OBJ, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, even Mike Evans. I don't even know who's going to be yeah. the wide receiver one next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm scrolling through here and I feel like Zadarius Smith. I hate to say it because Packers, but I, he should be at least a 90. What's I, the wrong. He's an eighty-eight. It's not terrible. You're definitely finding better ones than me, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I. I, He's a ninety. If I go to the. the Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Not Darius Smith. Screw the Packers. Boo Packers. He should be a seventy-two. Boo. Boo. No, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. He's an eighty-seven. That's terrible. No, that is terrible. He should be at least a ninety, easily. That is. That was. That is that's definitely the most underrated player right and i think it kind of goes back to like what i said about chris godwin is that mika fitzpatrick had one good year but that shouldn't take away from it right yeah yeah because it's about what happened last year it's not like the team imagine the the team team ratings ratings were like the best historical team ever no it's about this it's about it's based on what happened last year yeah it's not it's not what you're anticipating yeah it's what happened last year yep And Minka Fitzpatrick was not an 87. One player that I think is rated well on the Bears, but will, a few players I think are rated well, but will move up. Eddie Jackson, he's an 89. And I think obviously for how he played last year, I think that's pretty fair. But I do think that by the end of this year, his rating should be way higher. Mm -hmm. And will be way higher. Yeah, we'll see. Um, All right, that should do it for the episode. Still bear down, even though we didn't talk about the Bears that much. This is a fun one. It's kind of refreshing to talk about more of the NFL than just the bears because I still got a lot of opinions that aren't just about the bears. So this is fun. And uh, like I said, let us know what you think and goodbye. Bear down. Bear down. If you enjoyed this episode of from the den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.